remember a message so real to my heart years ago before I came to know the Savior. Somebody told me he was the answer. Somebody told me that he is who I needed in my life. Mom and Daddy told me, preachers told me, Jesus is the answer. Above him there's no other. What this world needs is more Jesus. More Jesus. More Jesus in the White House. More Jesus in Congress, the Senate. More Jesus in our leadership. Jesus back in the schools. Jesus at the borders. We need Jesus. Amen. This world needs Jesus. I said a couple weeks ago, I said we're closer home than we've ever been. Y'all look around, y'all see. This is not just about America. We're closer home than we've ever been. I have struggled the last few days as to what I would preach today. But Jesus is coming soon. And I know many of you in here, you may have made your peace call election sure there's some watching out by audience and social media today. They need to know Jesus is the answer. It's not about a church and beautiful sanctuary. Amen to God with beautiful carpet and padded pews. Thank God for that. But Jesus is the answer. Amen. It's not about give him glory today. God will save you. Amen at an old brush arbor, just as good as he'll save you in the middle of a good air conditioning building. Can somebody say amen? I don't care how he saves me. Long as he saves me, I'm praying God to send revival in the midst of all the chaos. We need to pray God send revival in the midst of all that's happening in America today. Jesus is the answer. The crowd and the enemy is doing all he can to suppress the name of Jesus. I come to tell somebody Jesus is the answer for the world today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me for a few moments. In the Word of God, I want to share with you very briefly. I said it again. Bishop, how can we wipe that word from my vocabulary? Briefly. Book of Luke, chapter 19. Luke, chapter 19. Feel a stirring in this place. Oh, God, that you would get our eyes fixed upon you. Get our eyes fixed upon you. And let our hearts and our souls go after you with everything within us. Luke chapter 19, I want to read this as a text and I'll probably go back into chapter 18 just for a few moments. 
Word of God said in verse 1, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector. He was rich and sought to see who Jesus was, but he could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see the Lord, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and he came down. He made haste and he came down. He made haste and he came down. And he received him joyfully. But when they were seeing what was happening, they all complained and said, He's gone to be a guest with a man who's a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half my goods to the poor, and if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to his house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I want to preach for a few moments on this thought. Rising above the crowd. Rising above the crowd. As I was reading this scripture, God pointed me directly to what he would like each and every one who's hearing that don't know him. He wants you to hear this. Those of you who do know Christ, you need to be reminded of some things. You need to be renewed. Father, we ask you to take your word and hide me behind the cross of Calvary. And dear God, that you would allow it to go forth and accomplish what you send it to accomplish. Lord, don't let it return void, but God, let it accomplish. Let it accomplish in every life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Give God a glory today in this house. It's happening. Closer than we've ever been. I'm not lost. That which we've been hearing preached and hearing taught for so long, we're seeing taking place right before our very eyes. Bishop Ray Boggs, the South Carolina, Upper South Carolina Conference, declared yesterday that the spirit of the Antichrist is here. So many bishops. Bishop Marley has shared this. Amen.
As I read this scripture, my mind reminds me how important the gospel is. It's important. Sometimes I think if we're not careful, we make church about everything else except the gospel. Amen. But the gospel will change your life. The gospel has changed lives time and time again. We can read of countless testimonies that have been written from books to even scripture of lives that came to know Christ as Savior. Their lives were changed because of the gospel. Paul on the road to Damascus was going to persecute the church believers but on his way the Lord met him Jesus passed by and met him there on the road to Damascus and Paul's life was changed in a moment because he believed upon the son of God I'm telling you today that Jesus is still the answer the gospel is still the greatest message of all time. I'd rather hear a message of hope and salvation. Dear God, an encouragement to know that there is hope in the midst of the storm than I'd ever be to tell me how to get rich. Don't tell me how to get rich. Don't tell me how to prosper in this life. If you can't tell me how to be saved, because this life is temporal, we're not going to live here forever. We're only passing through. The Bible said it's like a vapor. It is here today and gone tomorrow. I don't know why I feel it in my sanctified soul today, but I feel this message burning within my spirit. Don't tell me how to be successful in this life and, and to enjoy the, the blessings and the dreams that I would have in this life, the things that I can enjoy without telling me the gospel message of hope because none of it matters if I'm lost today. What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? We've listened time and time again, generation and generation again uh, to commercials and commercialized uh, media that has told uh, America how, how to enjoy the fruits and the blessings of America and uh, live the American dream. And thank God for the blessing. I'm thankful for, for what he's done for me. I, I, I get that. Thank God for that. But the crowd uh, will do everything it can uh, except tell you how, how to get to Jesus. Hollywood ain't going to tell you how to get there. Come on, somebody. Hollywood's not going to point you to Jesus. 
There are people out there, amen, that are stirring up rights. They're not going to point you to Jesus. They're protesting many times, amen, not the peaceful protesters that are that many of them are saved, but they are, pro, they are rioters and they are looters and they are people out there. They're not talking about Jesus. They're talking about give me what I want, but Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way today. This is a spiritual thing. It's about give me what I want. Satan couldn't have it in heaven, and he got kicked out. He couldn't have it there, so, so now he tries to send a message unto society and all across this world uh, that you have succeeded when you have accomplished uh, what you want in your life, uh, not what God wants. But I come to tell somebody, I could not be what I am right now if it were not for the hand of God upon my life. Uh, he saved me, sanctified me, filled me with the Holy Spirit. Uh, he turned my life around. Uh, there ain't nothing better in this life uh, than I've ever experienced. Experience. Amen. Salvation to me has given me new life. Jesus was the answer then, and he's still the answer today. The crowd's getting louder. The world's getting louder. The enemy's getting louder, but I hear a still small voice say, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I hear a still small voice pointing the world to Jesus today. Somebody ought to give him praise. I'm fixing to preach Jesus is still the answer. We got to get above the crowd because even in the church world today, we have been, amen, dealing with the frustrations of the noise of society. And many times, if we're not careful, we have become reserved in our faith and reserved in our moving forth and serving the Lord. I was thinking yesterday, they can hold up signs and protest and go down the street and and they can talk about uh, uh, Satanism, and they can talk about uh, Lucifer, Luciferism, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, amen. I believe it's about high time uh, that the churches start getting up uh, and getting outside the walls of the church. Uh, I'm thinking about marching down the street of Stoneville. Amen. Get somebody to come march with me, and let's talk about Jesus. Uh, let's tell them Jesus is the answer for the world today. Uh, oh, no, preacher, I don't want to be an eyesore. Uh, I'm telling you, it's time to let the world know in the streets that Jesus is the answer. It's time, amen, to God to bring proclamation to the gospel. He didn't tell us to keep it contained in the church. We ought not to be ashamed of who he is. He is a help and the hope in the midst of it all. Jesus is the answer today. You trying to incite a riot, preacher? No, I'm not. I think we ought to go forth in the love of God and say Jesus is the answer. Worship him. Raise a hallelujah. By one of your favorite restaurants. Come on, somebody. Raise a hallelujah. By your very bank that keeps your money. Raise a hallelujah as you walk by. Amen. And there are those out there that are lost and undone without God. And when they hear the gospel message of Christ, everybody might not get it, but somebody might 
Somebody might hear. Not everybody amen, that heard it, received it, and got saved at all times, but somebody will hear it and somebody will know. Amen. We ought to do something more than what we're doing. Come on, somebody. We've been in the closet too long. It's time to come out of the closet today. time to come out. As we begin to read this scripture, we find some things that are very important to the central message of the gospel. One thing is this. You can have a blessed life even without salvation. You can do it. How's that, preacher? Well, Zacchaeus was blessed. Might not have got it by doing right, but he was well off. He had plenty of money. Probably had folks working up under him. He was the chief tax collector that time. He, he, he collected the taxes. As a matter of fact, nobody liked to see him coming. Somebody said, still don't. They didn't want to see him coming. He was blessed. He had everything he wanted. I don't know what he had, what he lived in, and things of that nature. But he, according to the scripture, he he was doing good. You would have think he'd have had need of nothing. I don't know how long he lived at that state and in that state that he was living in before he finally realized, hey, something's missing. The Bible said he was very short in stature. He heard one day that Jesus was coming by. Not long before that, the Bible declares that Lazarus was dead and he was buried in a tomb. Jesus loved Lazarus. He loved the family. And he went by and he began to, to, to look at that tomb and he tells them, roll the stone away. And He began to roll the stone away. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Well, among all the rest of the healing and all the things that were taking place, they heard also of the resurrection of Lazarus in Jericho. And as he was passing through, coming through that particular area here, many of them were crowding the streets and they were gathering on one side and the other because they wanted to see this man who had the power to heal, who had the power to raise the dead, who had the power. He had the words of God. He was a great teacher. He had what it takes. I don't know about you, but I believe they were just waiting on him to pass by because they wanted to experience him and, and so they crowded dear God today amen to the Lord we need to crowd up to, to join together again and get in, in place where we can touch the Lord again amen and, and so they're, they're gathering on both sides and as they're gathering here comes Zacchaeus he said I want to see this Jesus too because something on the inside of him was missing he had everything he wanted but on the inside he was My brief done messed up. He had everything he wanted. He, he, he didn't need anything else in life. But the thing is this, that you can have everything you want in life, but everything in this life will not get you to the next life. 
It won't sustain you in the next life. It cannot carry you into the next life. And he realized this. There was something missing. I'm empty on the inside. There's no fulfillment here. What does it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul? You have everything you want. Maybe you didn't have riches, but you set out to have a good family. You set out to have a a good job. You set out to have a, a, a life that you could really enjoy. You didn't have to be rich, but you was trying to find fulfillment in that and in the end you realize there's still something missing husbands have left wives and wives have left husbands and children have turned their back on fathers and mothers because of nothing more than there was something missing on the inside people have left church because something was missing on the inside people have left amen to God in their spirit against all things that have come against them because there's something missing on the inside I want to tell somebody that if there's something missing on the inside the devil's going to try to fill it with something that don't make sense it don't make sense for those who know the Lord not to worship him It don't make sense for us not to go to church and not to be the church and not to worship. It just don't make sense. Because we know that we have found fulfillment in Jesus. But for a lost world who's trying to fill a void with everything else but Jesus only to end up more confused tomorrow than they are today. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but you can't read the same Bible I read and serve the same God I serve and come up with some of this mess that you're finding in the streets today and in the world today. They came to see the healer. Oh God, we need the healer to pass by in our church. We need the deliverer to pass by in our church. I just got to say that. So Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. He looked around and saw the crowd and said, oh my, what can it be? Somebody said it's Jesus coming down that dusty road. And Zacchaeus said, well, find me a place I can climb up. Amen. And fix my eyes upon him. Amen. I was trying to make a rhyme out of that. It didn't work, but. Mary Hart does good like a medicine, don't it? Amen. That's all I want. He wanted to see Jesus because there was an emptiness inside. There was a longing for something more. He couldn't get past the crowd. The crowd had had blocked the streets and they were waiting for Jesus to come through. And and every time he'd he'd get to to one side, he'd... He wanted to see Jesus, but he couldn't 
get up to, to where he could see him coming down. Thank you. He was coming down the road. So he said, you know what? I'm just going to go home. If I can't get around him, I'm just going to go home. I, I'm not going to fight the crowd. I'm not going to. I'm all over the place today. Sorry, cameraman. I'm feeling this. I just, you know, I don't want to fight the crowd anymore. That's what's happened to society today, to the church today. We didn't want to fight the crowd anymore. Come on now. We didn't want to cause any rifts anymore. They came in and took prayer out of school. One woman. One woman. One woman. Where was the church? We went back home because we didn't want to fight the crowd. Come on, somebody. We didn't want to fight the crowd. So we stayed home. We don't want to get involved because we we might be we might be misunderstood. No, no, what it is is we 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 have taken our faith from where we should proportion it constantly. And he didn't go home. He said, "I've got to get to the crowd, and some way I've got to get above the crowd." In other words, I'm not going to let the crowd stop me. I'm not going to let what Hollywood says stop me. I'm not going to let what the left wing, uh, hey man, uh, evil spirited, a baby killing organization. Go you say, preacher, you need to just repent of that. No, I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm not going to let them stop me from pro proclaiming that Jesus is the answer. Come on, somebody. We should not find ourselves hanging around in a place where we're not heard just because we're afraid to rise above the crowd. Somebody better find you a tree and rise up and say, don't let the crowd stop you. You don't have to be ugly about it, but you do need to be heard, amen? And don't be afraid. Got to get above the crowd. Get above the crowd. Get above the crowd. I got to get up there. He climbed up in the sycamore tree and he began to, because he wanted to see the only fulfillment that would ever happen in his life come walking down that road. And Jesus, when he got there, he looked up. I'm telling you, Jesus is looking up at many people today. He's also looking down at people who have fallen. But these are the words he's saying. He's saying, Come down with haste. Make haste and come down. For today, I want to change your life. Get up 
and make haste for today I want to change your life you've been fine to try, trying to find that change in everything but me you've been trying to find that change in your bank account you've been trying to find that change in your relationship you've been trying to find that change everywhere in the world in this generation they're fi- trying to find that change in everything but Jesus but Jesus is saying today make haste get up come down do what you got to do don't let the crowd stop you don't let the world choke you out there is a remedy for your emptiness and it is not drugs alcohol or sinful day we hit some hard places today preacher you're so mad no I'm not mad I'm glad I'm glad I'm saved I'm glad I know who Jesus is I'm glad he set me free I'm glad I'm glad that his blood cleansed me from all unrighteousness because I couldn't save myself there was an emptiness inside but thank God today amen that he passed by and he said come down make haste meet me at the cross I'm happy today. Am I only one happy in here today? He said, make haste. Come down. You know what he did? He didn't give it a second thought. He came down in the midst of a crowd that didn't like him. He walked alongside Jesus leading him to his house while the crowd was complaining. Ain't that so? Didn't want him there. You can't believe, you mean to tell me Jesus come all the way to Jericho to go home with this man? Somebody ought to be proud to walk with Jesus. Every one of us ought to be glad we know who he is. And when he called him by name, he said, come on down. And he came down. He began to walk alongside him. Now, I know. I know for some people, including myself, it's hard to make your journey when you got naysayers out there. Well, bless God, who do they think they are? Who does he think he is? Why does he think he deserves that? Why does she think that? I know who they are. I know where they come from. I know where they've been. Who said it's hard to walk with Jesus when the crowd's trying to tell you from an earthly perspective, who you are. But I'm walking with Jesus. 
and he had to walk past the criticism. He had to walk past the complaining. He had to walk through all that. But the good thing about it was, was the person he was walking with was going to change his life. And it was worth every step through the criticism. It was worth every step through the complaining. Some of you need to understand, even on social media, you won't come to an altar because you're worried about what somebody going to say. I promise you Zacchaeus wasn't. When Jesus said, come, he began to come. Come. And he walked. And he walked. And he went home. And Jesus ministered to him. You got to walk through some things sometime. But don't worry about what you're walking through. Worry about who you're walking with. If I had to do it without him, I'd be in a mess. But I come to tell somebody today, rise above the crowd and keep walking today. Stand with me if you will. I did make it brief. But I want you to get the magnitude of what what was happening, what Christ is, what God is saying. Media is trying to drown out the crowd. The news, what's happening, it's real. It's trying to drown it out. On a local level, there's some folks is listening to the crowd of your family. The noise of what's happening in your personal life. But you gotta walk through the criticism. You got to walk through the complaining. You got to rise above the crowd and quit trying to blend in with. Zacchaeus may have been short, but it worked in his favor. How did it work in his favor, preacher? Because he only had two choices. He could either go home or he could rise above it. There's some things that I wish I could do in life I don't have the strength to do. I don't have the talent to do. I wish I could do it. Many times I said, Lord, I wish I could do that. Thank God. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I had to walk through a lot of criticism in my life as a child, which many of us could testify. And it wasn't easy walking through that criticism. I even had them tell me on the school bus. They said, get away from me. I hadn't long been saved. Get away from me and go on back there, you old Jesus freak. It cut to the core. But I had to keep walking and not let the crowd get to me. 
So I kept walking through the criticism, through through the, the mockery and through the pain. And some of you know what I'm talking about. You had to keep walking through some things because you had somebody you were walking with that had the power to transform your life. And you wanted what he had for you more than anything this world had. I'm asking you this morning, is there anybody out there that the crowd's been loud for too long? And Jesus is saying, make haste and come to me because today I want to change your life. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If that's you on social media today or you're in this house, please, no one looking around. I want you to, to, to be serious with yourself and serious with God today. Because I'm telling you, when the Lord saves you, he'll change your life. Zacchaeus went home and, and he spent some time with the Lord. And before the Lord was finished, Zacchaeus said, hold on just a minute. i got to make some things right, Lord. I, I'm going to give back all that I've taken and then some. Lord, I want to make things right in my spirit This was an act of repentance that connected him to a saving knowledge of Christ Jesus. Maybe that's some of you out there today. You hear the Lord saying, come, and you want to have that fulfillment in your life like none other. If that's you today, no one's looking around. I just want you to slip your hand up. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not even going to call you to this altar. Just slip your hand up as an act of grace or act of faith toward God's grace today and say, that's me. And I want to ask you today, if you're serious about your relationship with God, you see the state the world's in. You see the prophecy is coming to pass. You see that Jesus is the answer. Don't wait another minute. If you slipped your hand up, we're going to social distance, but I want you to do something else. Jesus wanted us to publicly profess our faith in Christ. Now, if you're ashamed to publicly profess your faith in Christ, then you need to pray. I know sometimes you've got to just step out past that resistant feeling, but Christ wants you to profess, profess your faith in Him. And if you say today, preacher, I want to see Christ as my Savior, and you lifted your hand, maybe you're on social media today, you lifted your hand where you're at, I want you to step out. I want you to do what the devil don't want you to do. I want you to rise above the crowd today. Step out from where you're at and come and stand before this altar as an act of faith and say, God, here I am in need of a Savior. I need Jesus in my life. Hey, man, don't you wait. Don't you put it off. Rise above the crowd today. And what the enemy would try to do to suppress you. And maybe that's you on social media today. Kneel where you're at. God, I have preached what you've given me. I've tried to keep it brief. And God, keep the context and the content by your Spirit. And I ask you, Lord, that if there's anyone that could say that today, that they would respond to you before it's everlasting too late. God, that they would would want to know Jesus. They would want to know him as Savior, Lord. 
And they'd be willing to do whatever it took in their faith to know him. Father, we thank you. We thank you. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. For whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Wasn't required of me that you believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, that he died for your sins, that he was buried, that he was resurrected, that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father and he's coming again. And he's coming to get the redeemed. If you don't know him as Savior today, today is a day. Make haste. I'm not going to prolong this service. But I want to ask everybody all over the church, just lift your hand where you're at and let's give God a, another hallelujah of glory for his grace in our life. And just thank him. Thank him that he is our Lord and Savior. Thank him that he is in control in the midst of such perilous times and that he's calling us. He's calling us to do what we haven't done. And he's leading us to do more than we have been. He is, he is wonderful God. And I promise you he'll make a way where there seemed to be no way. We love you this morning.